Let's bring in our first guest. We've got Kurt Nelson joining us. He's the founding partner and CEO of Summerhaven. He's here to help us take a look at the impact higher energy prices have had on sentiment. Kurt, welcome. Good morning. It's good to have you with us. Thanks, this ben. Thanks to you, Kurt. It's good to have you with us this Thursday morning. Uh, we were just talking about the indices and, well, uh, how costs, these companies reporting yesterday, target lows, really weighing on sentiment. Uh, we've seen uh, margins impacted by higher energy prices and the measures that uh, companies have had to take ultimately uh, to combat inflationary pressures. Talk to us about at the root of this discussion, gasoline to all-time highs. Yeah, I mean, gasoline is very high. I mean, and even beyond gasoline, if you think about diesel, which is what, you know, trains and, and uh, trucks that are critical to our supply chain run on, diesel is trading at a $2 premium to gasoline. And um, I think it's a difficult problem for the Fed and for the, the market to fix. We've got um, refineries running at 90% plus capacity right now, so it's not really... Um, an issue of trying to increase demand, um, or sorry, increase supply. Uh, I think that uh, prices are very high and they're steep and they're, they're difficult for the market right now. We're looking at Arbob, uh, sharp move higher recently to $4.06, but I want to get your thoughts on how well, we did see a spike in gasoline prices. We know diesel prices have been at all-time highs. Here's a good look again at Arbob as just uh, we saw that $4.06 spike high. But look, Kurt, why do you think crude oil hasn't really been participating? Oftentimes, I mean, you can understand why these two track each other uh, very closely, but a little bit of a divergence playing out here. I guess I'm wondering, did things get a little bit overdone to the upside in terms of gasoline futures here on the right? Uh, maybe, but we're coming up on the driving season, right? Okay. So, Ben, this is like kind of coming into two different uh, stories, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I, th I think that um, uh, I, there's still a lot of unknowns right now. Okay. We don't know what's going to happen with Ukraine and Russia and the supply of both gas, um, natural gas, and oil and distillates that that Russia may or may not be able to export. Um, that's going to be a, a wild card for the market. Um, I think at this point, OPEC has been muted in their elevation of supply. Um, they haven't really responded to create a lot more um, capacity for the market. Um, so I think those are kind of wild cards that we're still trying to digest. Um, I think it's interesting to note, though, that in the last week, Apple was supplanted as the most valuable company in the world by Aramco, an oil mm -hmm. company. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's notable and, and important. I'd agree with you. Uh, and in terms of OPEC, we're looking to the supply side to help ease some of these pressures. Are you seeing any relief headed down the pipe? Not really. Um, I mean, I think that the U.S. is going to be exporting uh, to support Europe. I think we're going to LNG exports are, are continuing to grow. And in some sense, Ben, that's a way to import inflation from Europe and from these mm -hmm. other you know, tight markets abroad. Um, and take supply out of the U.S. Um, and, and I think commercially it makes sense. If, if you can get a better price abroad by compressing the gas and liquefying it and sending it abroad, um, that's, that's a smart commercial step to take. But it creates you know, less supply here. I think it's kind of wild that natural gas is trading over $8 right now when we're normally coming up on the injection period. But I don't see relief in the near term mm. on, on the energy side. Um, I think that what we've seen in the financial markets, if you look at stocks and bonds and the sell-off yesterday, the market's still interpreting, you know, how the Fed's going to tighten uh, 
um, you know, financial conditions, um, demand through rates and, and through um, you know hikes that will probably continue through into 23. Um, I think that that creates a little bit of, of pressure on energy potentially through lower GDP, through a, a lower demand through a recession or through lower employment. Um, but the Fed is going to, you know, be cautiously, um, I think, to, to try to manage that and get as soft as landing as we can. Uh, in terms of natural gas, and a good couple good points there, and, and uh, to the point in terms of uh, builds, we have been seeing, I think it's a couple weeks now of builds in natural gas. We're expecting to see 87 billion cubic feet today. Last week, it was 76 billion cubic feet, it looks like. So to see prices on the rise with the builds as well, uh, interesting, it really speaks to the demand we're seeing. Uh, talk to us about, um, uh, let's get into metals and, and kind of stick with the industrial side of things first, um, and we can get in gold in just a minute, but silver and copper recently, I mean, uh, a reflection of some of those demand concerns, I guess, out of China and just sort of, as you mentioned, uh, potential for a, a soft landing or softish or maybe not so, but ultimately either way, I mean, that's going to weigh on price. I agree. And I, th I think when you have a risk off moment, what tends to happen is you'll see stocks decline, bonds decline, but you'll see things that are industrial sensitive, like mm -hmm. industrial metals, energy, follow oil and natural gas decline. Um, I think there are some tailwinds to the commodity space, though, now, um, where we might see a pullback across risky assets broadly, but then a general recovery in commodities relative to stocks and bonds. And I include industrial metals in that category. We've got massive infrastructure spending uh, planned by the Biden administration that's been approved, um, expansion of EV production. Uh, charging stations across the country that we need to support uh, electric vehicles uh, along, you know, alongside the traditional gas stations that we do for the last 50 years. Um, so I, I think that the demand side for metals will decline along with a sort of risk off sentiment market. Kurt, appreciate you joining us and sharing part of your Thursday morning with us to talk commodities. Kurt Nelson, the founding partner and CEO of Summerhaven.